Hello and welcome to Publishers Weekly Insider. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, we're going to take a look at the influence politics has had over the last two years on books and book publishing. And to talk with us is Claire Kirk, PW's Senior Correspondent. Hello, Claire. So glad you could join us. Well, thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. A lot of great books coming out. Yeah, exactly. And this is a feature that is in our November 5th issue. So for those who want to run to the newsstand or order it, can do it, or much more easily just go to our website and just type in political book bonanza. I'm just going to go off the, the subhead as the second anniversary of Donald Trump's inauguration approaches, the flood of releases about him and his presidency by advocates and detractors alike show no signs of abating. What did you find? Well, I did find that, as Jason Gay of the Wall Street Journal said um, on Twitter this summer, that Donald Trump should be named Bookseller of the Year because he is doing, he is making publishing great again. Uh, There's just been a tsunami of books uh, since even before the election about Donald Trump. And it's just... it really there's there there have been especially a lot of books coming out uh, this past month and this month about Donald Trump and uh, the Trump administration, and it, it's kind of interesting because in the beginning there was uh, there was a flurry of books um, that were more anecdotal, kind of lurid. Uh, you know, the Fire and Fury book that came out after the election uh, a year ago, rather. And 1.7 million copies were sold of Fire and Fury by Mike, Michael Wolf. And then you have uh, Amoroso's book, Unhinged, and uh, 500,000 copies sold of that book. And more recently, Fear came out uh, earlier this fall, and there were 1.1 million copies sold of that book. Wow. Yeah. So let's take a look first at, at his advocates. Let's let's take a look at those books. What what have you been seeing? And and I guess afterwards we'll talk about you know where these books are selling. Yeah, uh, there have been a lot of books by his advocates, and it seems that Regnery Publishing and Center Street, which is uh, an imprint of Hachette, that they have taken the lead on publishing books by uh, Trump's advocates. And they're, they're books by former politicians like Newt Gingrich, by his former uh, White House communications director, uh, Sean Spicer, and then Anthony Scaramucci has just come out with Trump the Blue Collar President. And a lot of these books, they're defending Trump. They're advocating for the Trump doctrine. I, I've seen a lot of books that also seem more interested in criticizing anyone who is a critic of Donald Trump. Uh, calling out people who disagree with his politics. Right. And it looks like we also have one in here by Chris Christie. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there have been rumors that Trump may be looking at him uh, to replace Sessions, but these are just rumors. But still, he's got a book called Let Me Finish, Trump, The Kushners, Bannon, and New Jersey. Yeah, and uh, I think that book is going to be hot because it's got this great title to it. And just brings up all these, you know, these big names. And also, uh, Chris Christie is famously bombastic and very charismatic. So, yeah, if he is chosen to replace Sessions, that book is going to sell just as many copies 
as um, the Scaramucci book or or Fire and Fury or even Fear, perhaps. Right, right. And then there was also Omarosa's book, Unhinged. How is that tracking as far as sales and readership? Well, it's interesting with Omarosa's book because it is uh, it, it basically confirms what Michael Wolff wrote about in Fire and Fury and what um, Woodward wrote in Fear about this White House in complete chaos. But it has not sold as well as Fear, which sold 1.7 million copies, or uh, not Fear, Fear sold 1.1 million copies, and Wolf's book sold 1.7 million copies. In contrast, Omarosa's book came out really strongly, but then sales quickly dropped, and it has sold less than 500,000 copies. Wow, okay. And it was just as juicy as the other book. Not as well written, perhaps. Maybe that's it. Maybe they wanted something like Michael Wolf's book or, or, or whoever. What about Comey's book? Oh, yeah, Higher Loyalty. Uh, that came out earlier in the this year. This was outside the, param- the time parameters for this uh, feature. So I didn't look up uh, sales for Comey's book. I do know it started out very strong when it was published. But it might be a little, uh, it's not as lurid, I think, as the other books. Right. Now, you also have a section here called Trump is Funny, and these are humor books uh, inspired by Trump. Tell us about some of those. Oh, yes. Trump is Funny. Uh, Yeah, there are a lot of parody books that are coming out or that have come out, and it seems that Trump is making uh, a lot of um, satirists and humorists very happy because they have a lot of material after the no-drama Obama presidency. You have books like from the Chapo Trap House podcast, and you have Doonesbury G.B. Trudeau compiled a collection of his, his cartoons about Trump in uh, FAD which was published by Andrews McMeal. And one book that landed yesterday was Stephen Colbert's book. It's called Whose Boat Is This? Comments That Are Not Helpful After a Natural Disaster. And that, like a lot of the other parody books, is written in the format of a children's picture book. And I've seen a real trend of the parodies coming out that look like children's picture books like, uh, but they're they're definitely not children's picture books. They should not be read by children. Like, uh, please don't grab my pussy, for instance. I don't think I would let a young child read that book. Right, even though it looks, uh, it it is you know kind of illustrated as such, uh, with a cat yelling uh, through a megaphone at Donald Trump on the cover. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's kind of interesting with the parody books. I just wrote a story for the um, Children's Bookshelf, for PW Children's Bookshelf, and only one of these books really is a children's book. The others, the publishers were kind of surprised with the other parody books that look like children's books because some people are reading them to their children. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, the um, Donald Drains the Swamp, which came out from Regnery, and that's a parody that 
but it's it's not making fun of Trump like the other parody books. It is a, a parable uh, trying to explain in simple terms why Donald Trump is so popular. And in this book, Donald Drains the Swamp, he is a caveman who drains a swamp from evil green creatures. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So where are these books selling? And I know we have uh, this nice graphic in the magazine, but we're looking at sales of books uh, that were favorable to the president and sales of those that were critical of the president. Well, they're selling everywhere. They're selling, uh, as Barnes & Noble uh, disclosed, that the sales of their political books are up 57% this year over last year. And the indie booksellers I've talked to, they say that the uh, books relating to Donald Trump and his administration are also selling really well, but not so much the books uh, that are coming out from Regnery or Center Street. I think they're selling much better at Barnes & Noble and other chain outlets. But with the indies, they're saying kind of the quirky books, are selling really well there, as well as the more analytical books like Heartland by Sarah Smarsh is uh, a bestseller with the indies. It's, uh, some of the indies tell me that Heartland, a memoir of working hard and being broke in the richest country on earth, is one of the most important books that is coming out this season, and they're really hand-selling it very strongly. But as the holidays approach, the quirky books like Shade, A Tale of Two Presidents, that book is going to be big during the holiday season. I had indie booksellers tell me that they were going to sell the heck out of those books. Really? Uh, Out of Shade during the holidays. Right. This is a book by Pete Souza. Oh, yeah, Pete Souza's book. Yeah, and have you seen it? It's really clever. I'm looking at the jacket that we have in the magazine. Yeah, it's each page spread. There will be, for instance, uh, a quote by Donald Trump. And then on the opposite, there will be a photo of uh, President Obama that will be the opposite to what the quote is by Donald Trump. And I do remember on one spread, there was a photo of Trump's wife slapping his hand away. And then you see the opposite side of the spread. And there was a photo of the Obamas and they were holding hands. It's just a very clever book. So now that we've the uh, midterm results have come in, Democrats have the House, Republican Senate, though some offices are in contention. What are you thinking about the sales of book going forward? I mean, is there still enough momentum to uh, keep them going? I think so. I think uh, as as the, there seems to be fewer books that are more that are merely anecdotal and lurid and more books coming out that try to explain how Donald Trump became president. He's such an unlikely candidate. And those books, of course, took longer to write, and they go into more detail than Fire and Fury, for instance. And I think that these books are going to continue to sell well. My husband is very politically oriented. He's a a history professor, 
and he is buying every one of these books as they come out. Uh, not everyone, but the, these more analytical books, like uh, the the most recent one he bought was The Red and the Blue by uh, MSNBC contributor uh, Steve Karnacki. And uh, he's just, he can't get enough of trying to figure out how uh, after the Obama presidency that the United States would elect a reality television star with such a checkered past. And there are books that are, so many of them are addressing that exactly. I mean, uh, how, you know, what, what, uh, in looking at the United States through the prism of Trump as well. Yeah. And Trump constantly makes news. So there will always be books coming out because he is always making news. He is always, so to speak, making history. And, uh, for instance, the Chris Christie book that's coming out in January, we know it's going to sell well. Yeah. Well, um, maybe we'll have you back on then to talk about how the books have done uh, post-midterm. Yeah, definitely. We've been talking with Claire Kirk, PW Senior Correspondent. Claire, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. You too. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Please be sure to subscribe to PW Insider on iTunes, and we'll see you next week.